Ladies and gentlemen, you know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. I'm the Microphone Messiah, a 26-year-old piece of gold, and the greatest sports and recreational podcaster in the world today. I am joined by a former 15-time Bullet Cast champion, the Canadian Destroyer, BT, Brandon Tanguma. Brandon, it's Bullet Cast time. You know what that means. It's Bullet Cast time, which means it's Wednesday or Thursday when you're listening to this. Or maybe it's Friday or Saturday. Sunday, Monday. Maybe it's a month from when the episode dropped. We don't know. Yeah, maybe you're late to it and it's Tuesday. It's fine. Maybe Whenever you listen to it, we appreciate you. Maybe it's 2023 and you're going back a year from or a, a year and just listening to this. Or it could be 10 years from now. We don't know. Or we, you know, 13 weeks from now, it's episode 300. And yes. you just have to go back and listen to all 300 episodes. We have something big planned for the 300th episode. I, I, I literally can't wait uh, for that for that recording it's going to be something special nobody nobody's got the momentum we have you know what i'm saying big things are happening for this show uh we're going to talk about a lot of things today so let's get right into it i dropped the interview today earlier at 7 30 a.m pacific uh time of course uh with ref gill the death match ref from ugwa and a ref at west coast pro and twf and stars of wrestling and east bay pro and everywhere else what are your What are your thoughts on the interview with uh, Sir Ref Gill? Great interview. You know, if you if you listen to it, great. But go on the YouTube, watch the video. Great cinematography, great framing. Of course, in the back of the the Agua facilities. Uh, but yeah, it was an interesting, fun interview. Uh, well, I guess not the first time interviewing a referee because you know your boy interviewed Sparky one time. Shout out, you know, the goat of refereeing, but. You know, it was cool. Uh, I met, you know, I've met him and I've seen him a few times. So it was kind of cool to really uh, get his story. Uh, big fan, big NWO, big Attitude Era fan. So uh, definitely uh, you, you feel the love for wrestling when he uh, talks about it in the interview. Absolutely, man. I love Gil. I love Gilbert. He's uh, he's a good brother. It's for life. It's for life. Uh, Ric Flair had his last match. Uh, this past weekend after Summer Slammed, uh, Jim Crockett Promotions put this together. Tony Schiavone was on the call. Undertaker, McFoley, Bret Hart all at a ringside. Andrade, El Idolo, and Ric Flair defeated Jay Lethal and uh, Jeff Jarrett. There was also Big Oost and my homie Jacob Fatu going up against The Walking Weapon. Uh, Josh Alexander for the Impact title. And there's just a, there was a lot on that show, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ric Flair's last match? Have you seen this? I've seen the clips. Uh, I have my sources, so I will probably go and watch this match in full, uh, probably within the next week. Uh, he he bladed, he bled. We knew this was going to happen. He faked a heart attack. It was 
unfortunately, kind of everything I, I thought it was going to be. Luckily, nothing happened to him. He's he came the dirtiest out. player in the game. Of course, he's going to do that. He, he came out and said that he's fine. I mean, it's only been a few days, but hopefully he is fine. He's healthy. And this is literally the last match because I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. Uh, from the clips I saw, you know, he looked OK. I didn't see the full thing, so I don't know exactly everything he did. But yeah, the other stuff. I mean, the Jacob fought to like dive over the top rope has been getting a lot of buzz. Nick Fosbury Foley, flop. Mick Foley tweeted about him. So, you know, our boy getting some love around the indie around the indie Twitter sphere because, you know, people people know about him with MLW. But I think this might be one of the bigger stages he's ever been on. He, uh, he tweeted earlier today. Stop calling him the hood tribal chief. And I was like, that's hilarious. Um, Yeah, man. I watched Ric Flair's last match. I watched the whole thing. Hey, man, this was it. This was the last one. Um, I had this discussion with a friend of mine, shout out Stefan, about it affecting the career of Ric Flair, and it do- it doesn't. Sam Roberts, he talked about this on his podcast this week. We said goodbye to Ric Flair in his career when he had his match with Shawn Michaels. Now, the things he did with uh, in TNA and this, and it doesn't affect the career. You know what I mean? Like, I, if Jordan came back to play another full game of basketball, does it affect the career? No, not even the Wizards run really affected Jordan's career because you still talked about the 96, 97 Bulls. You know what I'm saying? But at least in the Wizards run, you did get some flashes. It definitely was not the same Jordan, but it did have the flashes. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I don't think this really affects his legacy really at all. I mean, you know, you have all the Terry Funk stuff. You have a bunch of wrestlers have come out and wrestled well past the age they should have. So, you know, you can kind of put aside, if you want to, the stuff in his personal life and allegations and and all the other things. He definitely lived the gimmick. But in terms of, like, the character, his career in-ring and everything he did in NWA, Jim Crockett, WCW, WWE, this doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, this wasn't really even a goodbye to Ric Flair. This was goodbye to Jim Crockett Promotions. I mean, they definitely went heavy on the uh, on the nostalgia going yeah. all in. I mean, 2022 all in. Hmm? 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 Maybe that was a great show, too. Was great um, R- hell, Rick Flair should have his last match at all in. That would have been something, huh? Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. And I, I use this analogy like, let's say if I write you a letter and that final period for that final thought, that's the end of the letter. That's the end of the main topic. But then I give you like a PS that has nothing to really do. That has nothing to do with the main topic. It's just a little side note. This in the TNA run was a little side note. Mick Foley career ended at what? No way out. 2000. Everything else is a side. note. Shawn Michaels and Saudi side. note. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Yeah. It, it can only negatively affect it unless. Something like you put on a, a fantastic match, which you all knew wouldn't can happen unless it wasn't like a complete debacle or God forbid something actually happened to him during the match. It wouldn't. And this definitely was just there for what it was. Nothing. Nobody got hurt. That's all we can ask for. Absolutely. Our favorite saying here, AEW talent relations changes. This is a, this is big. Let me go to, let me go to this article here. Big things are happening in the world of all elite wrestling. Da, 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 da. I really can't. Oh, here. I'm, I was about to say I can't find the article. Oh, no. A shout out Cultaholic for writing this up. 
So AEW is expanding their talent relations department with Sanjay Dutt, QT Marshall, Pat Buck, and Tony Schiavone all have received promotions within the company. Former Impact Knockout, former Impact Knockouts champion Madison Rain has also joined AEW. She'll be working behind the scenes as a coach for the women's division. Meanwhile, Christopher Daniels will continue his role as manager of talent relations. So I mean that's huge, man. Um, oh, Sanjay Dutt will serve. Sanjay Dutt will serve as a vice president of production and creative collaboration. QT Marshall is now the vice president of show and creative coordination. Pat Buck is the new vice president of talent development. And Tony Schiavone has been promoted to senior producer and special advisor to talent. So, I mean, that's that's great, man. A lot of knowledge uh, back there at AEW. And Madison Rain, they announced she's going to have her debut match at, uh, for the company at Rampage this Friday. So, that's cool. Um, I, I was a huge Madison Rain fan. I love I love her work in TNA. She's honestly really one of a very underrated uh, wrestler. Very underrated. She doesn't get her just due. She's not in the conversation enough, and I hate that. Uh, what are your thoughts on all these people getting uh, promotions and then Madison Rain being brought in for AEW? It's a good move. Uh, we talked about last week with the Jonathan Gresham situation that maybe their behind-the-scenes structure wasn't the best. It kind of sounded like it was Christopher Daniels and Tony Khan was kind of like the two people that you had to go to, and now you know it got a lot more people it got, you know, seems like a lot of people got raises, a lot of people got paid and they have new positions and there's a better flow of what to do and how to handle uh, some situations backstage. So I love that uh, Madison Rain. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest fan of her, but uh, she's definitely got some in, some influence uh, back in uh, impact, you know, doing some stuff backstage and doing uh, some commentary and stuff. So going to the AEW front, she should be fun. Um yeah, I mean, in terms of like a talent, like she's a she's a name. She's kind of almost like a Serena Deeb, maybe a little bit more than a, what a Serena Deeb is. So you can kind of get some some name value out of her. But I don't think you're going to do too much and push her to the moon. But I think she is more valuable backstage uh, than in the ring. Uh, I mean, another woman to beef up their roster. Yeah, I mean, she's a body. She's talented. She's a name. Uh, yeah, she. I think the women's division does need some help, especially with like uh, um, Jade Cargill just kind of running through everybody. So I think you do need some some credible opponents. Not saying Madison Rain is going to beat Jade by any means, but you know, just having some people, some some fresh faces out there because it has gotten not stale per se, but everyone's kind of in their same place, and there doesn't seem to be any movement really in the women's division of AEW right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Vince McMahon's text to talent. Uh, this has been out since he retired, but we didn't actually read it on the show. And I don't think the Vince talk will ever stop here due to his retirement. This is going to be a very, uh, long, uh, I don't want to put this. This is a topic that we are going to talk about for a very long time. I'll put it like it's, it's the biggest story we've ever, we've ever talked about on the show. It is man. It is. So let's get into it. Uh, he says, to all WWE superstars, as I approach 77 years old, in parentheses, OMG, am I really that old? I feel it's time for me to retire. I've thoroughly enjoyed sharing my passion, wisdom, and love of the business with you. No longer will you see the smiling, uh, smiling, docile, docile, I'm, I'm exhausted, smiling, docile, level-headed, calm uh, presence at Gorilla every week. Your dedication to WWE will ensure that our company will continue to grow and prosper. Our organization is nothing without you. You are WWE's only natural resource uh, chosen to perform in front of a global audience. You are all WWE global ambassadors. Carry the WWE flag wherever you go. 
wave it high and proud uh, and bust your ass to be all you can be as a person and as a performer. One other thing, I won't uh, I won't be with you, but I'll be watching. Remember to keep your hands up, grab a hold and sell. By the way, SmackDown airs live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on Fox. Vince. Nice words. The note definitely made its rounds around the Internet because of the verbiage and the wording. I, I would assume they kind of wrote that or, of course, Vince definitely wrote that. Nobody else wrote that uh, to they had a, a feeling that that was going to get leaked out. So, you know, get the plug into for for Smackdown, get a little tongue in cheek humor there. So, yeah, I, I don't really have anything really to say about it. It it he wrote it or someone wrote it. It, it seemed like he, I, I don't know. It, I don't know how to really explain it because we don't know how Vince actually feels about this because maybe he's keeping it light. Maybe he's trying to save face. Maybe he's really angry, but he's, you know, he's trying to put faith, put forth a good faith effort and show everyone everything's good. We're not, nothing's going to happen. So there's a bunch of different situations we go. And as you said, we're probably going to be talking about this for the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Hart wants a call from Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. He's, he believes he can offer uh, a great deal to the, the talent at NXT as a manager for someone. Uh, you want to see the mouth of the South on NXT 2.0? Is he begging for a job like Road Dog is in AEW? Uh, this is the first I've heard of this. I, he just said he can offer something. That's, that's all. I, I don't. I mean, Jimmy Hart, he is definitely a legendary figure. One of the best managers. I don't want to call him like one of the greatest, but he's definitely one of the most legendary announcer managers out there in in wrestling figures. You know, he's tied to Hulk Hogan, which is the reason he's he's lasted this long. I mean, yeah, he's still uh, he gets trotted out for interviews for like WrestleMania every year still. So and but with now with the with Triple H in charge, we'll see what happens with NXT if they kind of revert back and go to a more sports-like feel but if you were to ask me this like a month or two ago i would have said like yeah jimmy hart seemed like the perfect fit he's very cartoonish over the top and that seems like the the way they're trying to go with it and try to and, and also with all these non-wrestler and wrestlers you want to protrude that personality and really get the most out of them jimmy hart is very cartoonish with isn't exactly my cup of tea but it seemed like that's might have been the way they're going for down there in NXT. So what you're telling me is you wouldn't have loved the Hulk Hogan era. You would have been watching Jim Crocker promotions. Maybe, you know, as the sports guy, I do. I'm not saying there can't be comedy and over the topness. You know, I love me some Dan Housen and uh, Orange Definitely. Cassidy and stuff. No, no swearing. Give me all the monies. But um, there's a healthy mix. I think there's always an ebb and flow. And I know. I've seen some people or not some people, but like I've seen like Effie and Peter Avalon kind of talk about and they kind of have more of the entertainment type feel. And I kind of see where they're coming from, but I also kind of disagree. And I think wrestling is the best when it's a simulated sport. You can have some entertaining things sprinkled in there, but I think it's best when it's a a sport, a simulated sport taken seriously because that can bring in the higher and it's a educated, but it, it can bring in you know those those UFC type fans. Well, UFC is not real. It's a it's a work, brother. It is. You saw that clip of that dude that broke his nose. That was that was an accident. They 
they they didn't follow the script. Oh yeah, that was just like a that was just rubber. That wasn't even like a real nose. Well, I, I'm not going to go that far with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, AEW Fight Forever gameplay. What are your thoughts? Have you seen it? Do you care? Yeah, I've seen it. Um, it's I, I don't know what to make of it because I ha- I haven't gotten my hands on it yet. Pre-order. You can pre-order it on Amazon. Um, it's going to come out, I think, December 31st, which I I understand. It's a video game. It's, gonna be, it's very hard to produce a video game, but I would have thought you'd want to get that pre-Christmas oh, release date out there. That's just the, uh, the placeholder. Yeah, this is the uh who's texting me. Oh Jesus. What is this? This was this came out of nowhere. I don't even know who this is. I get these random you know how they do the spam calls. You do you get the spam like random texts? I do. I think I got one like last week it was saying that my Netflix or some something didn't go through, so I had to like contact them to for to pay it. It's what is this one? Uh, California EDD has suspended your card. To reactivate your card, confirm your details here. Hmm. Well, we're not doing that. <laughs> what? Anyways, uh, back to the video game. They, it's just they... the placeholder date. That it'll come out sooner. Okay, because I mean that definitely it should come out sooner. They, they need to get that pre-Christmas time, but well, like early December, October. How do Maybe. Thanksgiving? Why not? Yeah, Thanksgiving, Black Friday type type release date. So. Uh, the the video game, it's definitely kind of going after that N64 cartoony type feel, which I, I can see. Um, it's not I be 2K22 though. Yeah, I mean 2K22 has that real sim type feel. So I just I don't know because it's been a while. I mean I'm the SmackDown versus Raw. I mean I love those games, and that's kind of a, a healthy blend. So I don't know if that's the route they're going to go, if they're going to go so far in the other direction where it's just kind of like a mutton um, a mutton basher or a button masher game. You never know. THQ's involved. We'll see. They went, back to, the old, they went back to the old THQ logo. That brought back so many memories. Man. Uh, I, 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 IWGP Women's Championship is coming to New Japan. They're partnering, partnering with Stardom. How do you feel? You were the NJPW guy for so long. I know, and I've fallen off. The G1 is happening right now. It is. I saw Ishii versus, or Ishii versus Tamatonga. I like you've, that. You've watched more G1 matches than I have. Uh, but Stardom is really like catching steam. It's better than New Japan, honestly. I really have kind of wanted to get into Stardom, but it's just kind of hard for me and like the Jap- the language barrier and stuff like that. But they don't have an English commentator? I, I once again, this is me not doing the research. I know there there's ways for you can kind of get some English translation. Do I stuff. need to? Do I need to? Do I need to send an email? Is that what you're telling me? No, no, no. I mean, no. I got the, the 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 same plug that I'm gonna watch Ric Flair's last match is the same plug I can watch some Stardom matches. I'm saying, do I need to send an email and 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 get on the commentary for? Stardom oh, I mean, lists? if you want to go across the Pacific or do what? a remote and watch some, do, and do some Stardom commentary, you know, make your money, boo boo. I ain't yeah. hating. Uh, speaking of commentary, go check out all the uh, all the commentary I did for the matches from Stars of Wrestling, Rooted in Wrestling, Cody Hall versus Moose, the South Pacific Savages versus JTG, the God, and the World's Freshest Tag Team, and more. Um, catch us on the 27th, locked and bolted. We got tag titles on the line, a heavyweight title on the line, cage matches. It's going to be crazy. Back to the uh, woman's title in, in New Japan. Hey, dude, long overdue. They should have done this like. 25, 30 years ago, but here we are. I don't know. Well, do they announce like a date on when it's going to first person to get crowned? I don't know if they're aiming for Wrestle Kingdom 
or or whatnot. But that'd be a, uh, that'd be a nice thing to do. Let me see New Japan. But, but yeah, so, uh, crowned on November twentieth. Okay, so yeah, the people out there for kind of looking for some new stuff. I know I'm kind of talking out my rear end right now because I'm not watching it. But Stardom is some good stuff. If you you know that maybe WWE it's on the comeback, but if AEW and WWE women's wrestling isn't really doing it for you right now, Stardom where it's at. Maybe honestly. Might be the best wrestling promotion going right now. Oh, really? Wow. You, you. We're just gonna call the uh, the the thing that we know about the plug on how to yep. watch this. Yep. Uh, the plug uploaded. Um, Vader and Bam Bam versus the Steiner brothers for the IWGP tag titles from like 1993. You need to watch that. That was fun. That was a fun one. Um, we're gonna move on from that. New NXT Tag Team Champions or Women's Tag Team Champions have been crowned. Congratulations to Caden uh, uh, Carter and uh, Katana Chance. Uh, shout out to them. The former Lacey Lane and Kate Cantazaro, or what was her name? Casey Cantazaro. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm happy for them. They finally got some gold. Let's see what they do. Ecstatic. Shout out to the underrated Caden Carter. Hopefully now that she's a, a champion, she can be adequately rated. Yes. Just like Sonya Deville. Yes. Let's do this. Huge Caden Carter fan. Huge. 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 Um, Battle of the Belts 3. Uh, Claudio Castanoli defends the Ring of Honor title against... Uh, oh, my God. What's his name? Takeshita. Takeshita. Yeah, saw him at a AP... Or not APW. What's the name of that promotion? I am all over the place. I need to go to sleep. West Coast Pro. West Coast Pro. West Coast Pro. They're having their big show in a couple weeks, and that's going to be fire. To be honest, I didn't even I I don't watch or look at the schedule, but I didn't realize Battle of the Belts was coming on until like this weekend when I saw something and they announced yeah. this match and I was like, oh, you got a uh, Thunder Rosa defending the AEW Women's Championship. She will be at Stockton Con next week. Uh, that's going to be fun. Brandon and I will be at day one of Stockton Con. Yes. Yeah. Uh, day ones. Yes, sir. That's going to be fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Go check out Battle of the Belts. Just go over to the fan mail. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my god, Jesus, where is it at? Fat male. All right. Uh Hootie Who 420. Hootie Who. Love seeing Ciampa get a push already. The new Helmsley regime. Uh, already under the new Helmsley regime. Hey man, yeah, we'd love to see it too. We're gonna Jesus Christ. Getting these emails. We're gonna talk about that once we get to uh whatchamacallit. Once we get to uh Raw. Shout out to West Coast Design. I'm just got on Instagram, him hanging out with the 49ers. Shout out. Saw that. He was at training camp, had a moment with old George Kittle. Good for him, even though it's still Red Nation all day, every day. I call him the Kittle. Or Great Kittle. I respect the Raiders. They, uh, they're the reason why Stone Cold decided to wear all black. Exactly. Cultural phenomenon the Raiders are. Yep, yep. Stone Cold says some, some black, it's badass, like Oakland Raiders type gear. Yep. Yep. Um. Uh, and bright as the X, Mister X. Sorry about all the Reds trades, but I'm right there with you, buddy. Hey man, it's it's all right. Okay, so Dakota Kai is back after being let go. Who will be next? Gargano, Bray. Well, Jarna Gargano is going to be at Stockton Con too. Maybe we ask him. Oh, oh, oh. he's going to have a long ass line, bro. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to. And he's the- only there for that first day. I'm going to wear the Candice LeRae shirt. I'm going to get so many brownie or cupcake points, and we're going to be best friends. 
We go to Chick Fil A after. Do I want a roast beef tag team shirt? As long as you just uh, scratch off the other person's name. I don't. De- I don't even think his name is on it. I think it's just World's Cutest Tag Team. It's like the Bullet Club parody one. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um. I, don't, I mean, we, I mean we've 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 kind of gotten into that about like who will be back. Dakota Kai was a, a really last minute thing, according to the the webs, the dirts, the sheets. Uh, so I don't. Hey, man. We'll have to wait and see. What did you think about the setup for SummerSlam? While it was great to see the event in such a grander venue, do you think it takes away from what makes WrestleMania unique? Also, how long until the entire ringside area is nothing but LED boards, flashing lights, and graphics all over the place? I don't think it takes away from Mania because Mania is such a bigger production. Like it, WrestleMania, it's what did Vince say? It's stupendous. It's grandiose. It's the granddaddy of them all. The showcase of the immortals. Like so much more happens at WrestleMania, so I don't think it takes away from SummerSlam. No stage for SummerSlam, which I did notice, and I was like, oh, maybe that is just a WrestleMania thing or a cost-cutting measure. So that is one thing that kind of different differentiates from it. But I, I don't know. I mean, we've kind of gone in that direction where there's so many stadium shows with Saudi. We we're going to get one in Vegas. We are going to get one next month for the UK show. So. The, the Nikon... 60,000 tickets sold for that thing. And apparently they're stupid expensive. So hopefully everyone gets their money's worth and it's a really good show. But when, what day is that? That's the third, right? It's Big Toko, uh, Castle, All Out, all that weekend. Labor Day weekend. The third, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also the third is APW's return. So I, I have a busy, I have a busy weekend. You coming to APW? I have to see. It's a my Saturday. Fa- it's my father's birthday weekend. Oh, I got to see. What, oh, I got to see. God. I know he's born on the first. And it's always that Labor Day weekend. It's a whole thing. So my, I cousin, see. my cousin's birthday is the first. There you go. Shout out. Shout out to all the no. September 1st babies. I think I think Juicy and Levi, I think their birthdays are the first as well. There you go. Look at that. Everybody. But you know what? September hey, 1st. Bring them to the kickback. Bring. I'll bring my cousin. Bring it. Bring your dad to the kickback. He'll be he'll be my guest. Let's let's do that for uh, Papa Tanguma. We'll see what happens. Papa Guma. Can we call him Papa Guma? Well, I mean, I do call him Papa. So, you know, it all makes sense. Oh, oh really? Oh, there you that's, go. That's what's up. What's it like to have a father? Yeah, you know, it's it's okay. Has his ups and downs. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I lucked out when he went for milk and never came back. It's okay, Philip. I can uh, be your dad. What the fuck? Hey, now. This got weird. Sorry. Um, when do you think Theory will actually cash in his money to make briefcase at Mania? Could they have him wait that long? Sure, why not? We're we're due for a long, a long run uh with the money in the bank. I'm telling you, man, Cody beats Roman. That boy Theory cashes in and spoils the moment. Yeah. Theory or, wasn't on Raw, right? No, his uncle passed away. Oh, sorry, T's and peace. So, so I, I can't, we can't speculate if that was just a triple H move or he was gone because of that. So, um, I mean, the way he was just easily dispatched on from Bobby Lashley kind of makes me seem like they're going to go more like the joke or not a serious route. Cause if they had plans for him, I think they would have at least protect him a little bit more. So that being said, I could see the, see him hold on to it for a while and kind of the same route. Cody wins. Theory cashes in, 
but then Cody beats him. And then that's it. Or he cashes it ahead of time on Cody or something, but that's not the heel thing to do. I could see him like the, the raw after mania. What about that? Yeah. I mean, that could be something where maybe Cody and Roman double dip. If the rock thing is still going to happen, yeah, so I mean, Cody I can we... really sell it. And theory cashes in that, that Monday could be a selling point. Cody still beats them and bam. Yeah. Yeah. We can see that. Uh, let's see. Also wanted to say that it's bittersweet for me to have something I worked on as an official piece of WWE merchandise. While I'm thrilled that this has happened, it's sad that it's uh, for a tribute to Scott Hall, who should uh, be with us now. You, yo, have you seen that Scott Hall button up that that he helped design, bro? I did. It's it's very cool. He had the I I believe it's just like one Scott Hall, but there's a bunch of different ones, and I would assume that's a bunch of different artists, you know, coming together and. It's him stuff and another it. artist. It's like two people. So I mean, it looks it looks cool. I'm shout a, out, shout uh, out, Mister X, doing something for WWE. There you go. You know, you know, you, you know, I'm a Scott Hall guy. No, we got got to chop it up with Cody. Shout out. Uh, I'm definitely have to get that one, man. That's that's what's up, Mister X. You have outdone yourself, brother. I love it. All right, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Becky Lynch cuts a promo. She separated her shoulder at SummerSlam. Uh, she said she can't let the title define me. She defines the title. She can't. And all that other stuff. And the man gimmick is basically back. And Bianca said, uh, see her down the road. And then Becky gets attacked backstage by Bailey's new group. I do like Becky turning face now, which seemed like a it was a hundred percent triple H move. Shout out my boy Wade Keller. Confirm that. And uh I think that is definitely the right move. Becky was, you know, getting booed, but people definitely wanted to cheer her. And I think unfortunately, separated shoulder. She's going to be out for a couple months, but it's also like a nice clean for better. No pun intended break to kind of, you know, gotta hit the reset button. She can come back as the man or whatever she's going to do. And she can go on from there. Maybe we finally get that Ronda Rousey Becky match. Like, I think that's really where they should go for WrestleMania. And I'm intrigued, especially with Becky or Bailey, Dakota and EO coming back. That's a nice influx of heel. So you don't need Becky to stay heel. Speaking of heels, I mean, superstar spotlight has to go out to Bianca Belair, haul an ass down the down the down the hallway, around the corner in heels. Didn't fall one time. I know those screens, LED boards can be slippery. I mean, God bless her. She's a runner and she's a track star, and she did not fall on her ass because I probably would have. She's a runner. She's a track star. She's a golfer. I'm sorry, I, I, you, 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 Ali, you. I had, I had to slam dunk it in, you know. Yeah, you know. That's that's why we work, man. That's Dwayne, why you... Dwayne Wade, uh, LeBron James, but that's impose right. our faces on it, and I have to be Dwayne Wade. Hey, man, that's okay. That's why you my day one. That's why you my day one or day two. No, 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 no. Man, fuck all that. I know it says no perfect. No swearing. F all that, man. You my day one. You here? Five oh, people. Five years in, you are still here. That's nothing, but that's love. Five years, man. God, I'm old. That's that's love, man. I respect nothing but respect for you, my guy. Man. Well, it's a bad time to tell everyone I'm not going to be here next week. So, oh my oh. God, don't say that. Don't say that. Brandon will not be here. I, I, maybe, maybe the other guy will finally show up if we can guilt him in because I'm not going to be here. So, I, I got better luck. With, be I got here. better luck with Mitchell showing up. Ooh, we said we said the M word. Yeah, I said it. Hell, maybe maybe the champion of the show will, will make an appearance. We'll see what's up with Lil Durst. Even though he is, doesn't he work during this time? Uh, we, man, I will figure something out and 
get it done during the day when he's before he get, goes into work. Okay, because that's what Philip cares about the people. He will get it done either which way. As I am lying face down on Broadway in Nashville, utterly obliterated. Hopefully, I can make it back home. You're going to Nashville? Yes. It was just you know a couple of weeks late of SummerSlam and Ric Flair's last match. Just missed it. Ah. You know, going to see some honky tonk badonkadonks. Oh, oh, really? It's going to be just a week vacation, so no weekend trip. So that's where the real degenerates come out. But you'll be back for. Yeah, you know, we will be back for Stockton. For Stockton, I will be flying in middle of the night on Friday. You know, wake up. And Maybe sneak in a Curveballs and Churches episode. We don't know, and then go out to Stockton Con. Stockton Con and ACW. We we got we. It's it's a double it's a double trip Saturday next week, but we're gonna do it. Yep, because we're here. Yeah, we're here. Uh, Rollins defeated Montez Ford in a great match. That boy Montez, that boy beefing up. He's only he's eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to beef up. Isn't that crazy? The peanut butter is a great way to get healthy fats, and so I can eat a whole bunch of Reese's. Well, the chocolate kind of. If what if it's dark chocolate's good for you? So what if it's dark chocolate Reese's? Dark chocolate's do good. They, do they make those? I, I, think, I don't know. I'm. I think I had just hit a gold mine. There you go. Start a, a peanut butter dark chocolate cup. I, I got on. I got on the scale. We're we're down thirty three pounds. We're down thirty three lbs. So we're, we're 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 good. We're looking at it, man. Good job. I know. Getting ready for the match in November. Yep. I'm gonna, gonna lose. I'm gonna step on that mat one more time. The ref is gonna not not a one two three, just a one. I'm going. Oh my god, my mother, my mother's facetiming me. Should, let's answer this, mother. You're on. You're on the bullet cast. How are you doing? Oh, fine. Um, um wake up. Yeah, seven fifteen. Wake up. Thank you. I, I have to get back to the show. Okay, love you. Bye. I love you. I love you, mother. Bye. My mother on the bullet cast. Everybody. I. What do you mean I'm going to lose? Why would you say that? Because this this might be Philip Antoine's last match, but this ain't Rick like Rick Flair's last match. I ain't going to do the job, brother. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? I'm going to step on that bat one more time. I'm going to put my foot on that line one last time. The ref is going to hit the mat. I'm going to hold up the championship. We're going to record this so the people can see it. You know that, right? That's well, you might record it, but I don't know if you're going to want to publish it. Ah, oh, hey man, I, I, I will, bro. There is a match of me on the internet getting dog walked. Stop yourself. Stop yourself. Thank God that video of me getting choked out and squealing like a piggy ain't on the internet. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So Rollins and Montez, what are your thoughts? Really good match. Um, I mean, we can. It's going to be kind of a broken record, but we definitely saw. Triple H's fingerprints kind of on this, and they definitely went more towards the the match heavy. Still, finishes aren't aren't always the best, but that's what he booking three hours of television every single week. I can not everything from Vince is gonna go away, but um, I, I did I did like this match, and everybody is saying that oh you know Montez is gonna be the big time baby face, and Dawkins is gonna turn on him and, and be the Marty Janini, but. It looks as though they are leaning towards Montez turning heel. And I do think that's probably the right direction just because Dawkins, it's the easy call to make that he's the second out of the two. So turning him face, Montez can develop and do whatever he's got to do as a heel. 
Very similar bro, to like no, what they, the, what they, what they did with the Rock. They don't have to break up, bro. <clears throat> Excuse me. Look, they they can both like like New Day. They can they they can still be together and have single success. And if we're gonna if we're, people are turning heel, I heard I heard this a while ago. It was either Cheap Heat or the Jabber Tears podcast. I think it was Cheap Heat. What if Bianca and Montez were a heel couple? Like, like, they're, like, they're, I mean, together on screen for like maybe a tag match or two, but like they're both heels at the same time, running rough shot. I mean, with Becky, Becky turning does I mean, open. The, I'm not saying does, anything like in the, like soon, but like give it like a year or two. By like WrestleMania 40, we walk into like heel Bianca and heel heel Tez and big singles matches. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was kind of getting at with Becky turning. You kind of already have one face in mind. You know, Rhea can, I think Rhea could be like a superstar face to, so, I mean, I think you can go down that route as well. And so no matter what, and Sasha and Naomi seem like they're on the way back. Um, the, the women's division in WWE right now is looking really strong and pretty much everybody can go either which way, even though I do think Becky should kind of stay as the face. Charlotte should kind of start stay as a heel and same we, with Ronda Rousey. But for the most part, there's a lot of switching that they can do and a lot of intermingling and a lot of different matchups they can go on for the next couple of years. We didn't talk about it. That video package for Charlotte at SummerSlam was great. It was nice. I enjoyed it. It's a great package. Was it better than Austin Aries' package? I've met Austin Aries. I've seen the package. Yep. And we also had a package. It was a, it was a pretty good package. Now he might have been overhyping it a little bit, but it, it was a. a I've seen it. Package. I've seen. I've seen it in person. I've seen the package. You you saw the the two hundred live package. The two hundred five live package. Yes, I've mm-hmm. seen it. It's a fantastic package. One of the best in the history of the business. Um, there were two triple threat matches, and then a singles match to determine the number one contender for the United States Championship. The video package for the U.S. title. Come on, come on! That was awesome. What a way to bring prestige! Oh my God, dude, the sirens are going off. Oh, I'm on Tennyson, brother. You 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 know what's going down over here. The video package for the U. What are your thoughts on that, man? Great way to cre- uh, bring credibility back to the United States Championship. I mean, I think they did a fantastic job. You know, Triple H has always kind of been like a, a Harley race type of guy, so it would make sense that they were trying to build some credibility and some prestige back into the United States. Uh, championship and kind of going off the lineage just outside of WWE, which you're not going to see a, a ton of. So I, I did enjoy that, especially with no yeah. Roman and Roman being on SmackDown. The U.S. title with Lashley does need to be more of a focal point. And they had like the old, the, the like the original one, and they had the the WWE one that we all know. They didn't show the WCW one, like in like the the single shot or whatever. You got like Booker and just JBL being champion, Eddie and just. Great, great stuff, man. Who's your favorite U.S. champion? Favorite U.S. champion. Hmm. I mean, the only one that really comes to mind personally would be John Cena, because as a little kitty, he had the spinner belt. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And then back to 15, he had the open challenge. and I thought those matches were fantastic. So I know it might not be the, the popular answer. It might be not what people think of because, you know, I'm the AEW guy and the anti-Cena guy, but I, I do like Cena as the U.S. champion. Yeah, no, Cena was a great U.S. champion. I'm thinking back to, like, I remember Booker's run, Amen. MVP, he might be my favorite United States champion. I'm, I'm, I might have to give it to him. 
Just the, he had two runs with it. They were both great. That first run where like he was battling Benoit and just all this other all these guys, man. Like MVP, great U.S. champion. Uh, so yeah, AJ Styles defeats Miz and Ali Mustafa Ali in a triple threat match to advance. Um, great finish, man. The four fifty, and then AJ catches him for the Styles clash. That was awesome. That was cool. That was phenomenal. It was a, a great match. I mean that. DDT on the outside with Ali jumping off the top rope and getting AJ. It looked fantastic. The camera angle was was devastating, and the finish a little he, a Kevin little Dunn does know what he's doing. A little contrived finish, I will say, but it did look really cool with the Styles Clash. And I, you know, with Champa and Ali, it does look like maybe those guys going to lead a little bit more of a push. And I think that's definitely what we have to keep an eye out on on that middle lower car tier of. WWE to see who kind of moves up, who goes down. Theory, I think maybe his stock is down while Ciampa's is on the rise right now. Surprisingly. Ciampa defeated Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable to advance. Now this one, not as good as the second one, as the first one, but still a a passable match. Uh, You know, lower level people. I mean, you have Ciampa who is, we didn't know at the time, but is getting rehabbed right now. Ziggler and Gable is kind of a joke. So, but all three Really good wrestlers, and they had a, a fine match. Kind of a joke. She. Sorry, I wanted to do that. And then Ciampa defeats AJ Styles. That's a shock. Uh, you know, a little screwy finish with with the Miz, but what come to expect that? But as I said, you know, Ciampa getting the win. I would. This is he's just fodder for Lashley, but it is show something. That Champa gets these two wins. He had a really good promo last week talking about, you know, hyping up the Miz. I don't think we really talked about that, but um, now he's going to face Lashley. I think it's a, it's a mismatch with Lashley being the much bigger guy and Champa the undersized heel. Miz might get into some shenanigans, but um, good for good for Champa. It's a different character than what he was doing in NXT, but he's kind of found his lane. And with the neck injury, I think he's kind of changed his style a little bit, try to be a little bit safer and. Uh, good for him that he's on the comeback because I was kind of disappointed that he was just Mrs. Lacking. Hopefully he can be a little bit more than that. Can I get um? There are talks of the the theme song coming back. You know that no one will survive, and so the, the rem, remnants of the Black Heart could be on the main roster. Can we get Edge versus Champa? They bonded over neck injuries. Can we? Can we get, I mean, I that's am a all story over. to tell. I'm I'm for that. If we can kind of get Champa to break off of the Miz, and he can just kind of be his own heel, and Edge Champa sounds fantastic. I mean, just AJ Styles and Champa as a singles feud with no Miz would be fantastic. So I'm all for it. it can we get Miz or not Miz? Can we get Champa AJ two out of three falls? Why not? Just do it. Why not? Speaking of Edge, he uh, cut a promo on. On Raw, Metalingus is or yeah, Metalingus is back. You think you know? <laughs> That's back. Uh, he, I like in his promo how he said he rose up from hell, which explains his entrance at SummerSlam, and he said he's gonna destroy what he created, the Judgment Day. As I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Edge heel Judgment Day character. People want to cheer him. People like Edge, and so him coming back now, turning back to a face. After all the things he said as a heel, kind of a tough situation for him to do. I mean, him and Becky were kind of did the same promo this week. And I think Becky did a better job, but Becky was also in a better position and could tell a better story than what Edge was. So for what it was, 
Edge was in. It's kind of a really. There's no way to tell that story logically. So I guess you just rip the bandaid off and have him feud with the Judgment Day. Yeah, he said. Uh, he said. I feel like we were cut. We were cut too soon. We were just getting started. Just getting going. Um, and then the Usos defeat the Mysterios to retain the titles, and um, the internet going crazy over Rhea Ripley choking out. Dominic Mysterio. Yo, and then she tweeted out, he's living all y'all's dreams. I read some of those replies to her tweet. Y'all are y'all are disgusting, bro. <laughs> you people need it. Y'all need I'll Jesus. Oh, brother starving out there. My brother starving. I mean, Rhea Ripley, we understand. Respectfully. We get it. Respectfully. But um, Edge accidentally speared Dominic Mysterio. Keep those thoughts to yourselves. Everything doesn't need to be tweeted out. That was a creative way to uh, get get Dominic Spear, don't you think? By her just pushing that ass into into the spear and the thighs. <clears throat> I'm talking about when she pushed Dominic into the spear, bro. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> oh, that, that brother. Sorry, <laughs> had to take it. Had to take a drink real quick. But uh, I mean, the match was fine. Match was cool. Um, shout out the Usos just continuing to do it with the. Which McCall with the Street Profits kind of out the way, I guess. Mysterials won. You have the new and vicious, whatever they're called now, Viking War Raider experience. But their heels, New Day is New Dayin over there on SmackDown. So I don't know what you really do with that tag team scene over, well, I guess in WWE since they're both the champions. It uh, shall be interesting what the Usos do. Unless they just stand behind Roman for the next, or they take a sabbatical with Roman for the next month. Oh, we just we uh we 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 bring in uh we bring up Diamond Mind. Do they feud with the Creed Brothers? Hmm. Hmm. You never know. All right, uh, six woman brawl happened. Bianca, uh, um, Oscar and Alexa Bliss are fighting with Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai. Good match with Bianca and Io. I was. Wondering, are they going to just beat EO right there? But no, they did the non-finish, which isn't that much better. But I guess it's good that EO didn't lose on her first night. I thought it would have been a cool, good statement for her to just beat Bianca. But uh, yeah, it's it was fine. Um, no Sasha, Naomi. So they're sticking with Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa for now. Um, I wonder what can happen. I mean, there's been so many good male six-man feuds. And maybe now with uh, Bailey, Dakota, and Io, who are all fantastic wrestlers in their own right. And, you know, definitely Asuka and Bianca, Alexa, would definitely be like the sixth out of the sixth there. But I think she could pull her own and do what she needs to do. And if they can go out there, have like a fantastic, like, 20-minute six-woman tag team match, kind of like the the Shield versus the Wyatts or Dana Bryan, Kane, and whoever, I, I would love to see if that could happen. Well, hopefully we can see if that can happen. Don't know. Well, but maybe. Absolutely. A.W. Dynamite, you can take this one. Oh, a.k.a. Philip didn't see it. But that's okay, because I saw I did. How dare you? So you saw the Undisputed Elite come out. And with the this is the basically the Undisputed Era and the Young Bucks, they come out and Adam Cole Bay talking about he always not medically cleared and neither is Kyle O'Reilly and talking about the trios tournament and the Young Bucks are clapping and then they turn. Oh, the humanity. They turn on the Young Bucks, lay them out. Don't know if 
the medically cleared stuff was a lie. And this sets up uh, Fish, Cole, and O'Reilly to be in the tournament against the Young Bucks and whoever Hangman Page made the save. Big pop for that. So um, rumblings of Kenny Omega coming back because of the trio's titles hasn't happened yet. It looks like they're going with the Hung Bucks. Um, I I liked it. I did get this spoiled on the internet, so it wasn't a complete shock to me, but uh, the, the crowd was definitely into it. They were shocked. There was I'm pretty sure we're going to see this a lot. There was a child in tears bawling his eyes out because of the turn. Might have been a tad excessive, but I'm not here to cry shame a child. Um, so they're setting up a, a solid six-man feud, similar to what I said with the women. If this is the finals of the trios tournament, and it's either Kenny Omega or Hangman Page, I am all for that. So eventually, are we going to get the AEW trios titles and the Ring of Honor six man titles in a in an undisputed six man trios tag match. Hopefully not. Since Death Before Dishonor, we're seeing a little bit. Well, I wouldn't say a complete separation, but no, we're not, bro. They... I'm just trying to talk myself into it. I, we have the thing with Claudio. I just want our wait to get their deal done and just. No Ring of Honor people need to be on their show. Their titles don't need to be on their show. Bro, it, 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 it's too similar. Like If you're going to do the Ring of Honor thing, Tony, it needs to look different. It needs to feel different. You need to have your own wrestlers. Excalibur did call Claudio ROH. Now, I know he's a champion, but maybe we'll, we'll see less of him. Maybe he kind of since he's a part of the Black Bull Combat Club, maybe he just kind of sporadically shows up. He's the guy you call if something you need something to happen. You need someone to kick some ass and take some names. We haven't seen Samoa Joe really at all. Now that might be more of a health reason, but he's a, he is an ROH champion. So that's true. What else? Uh, we get not Roland versus Montez because that was on Raw. We get a uh, squash match with powerhouse Hobbs before the match Taz looks into the camera as he was on commentary and just announced that team Taz is done. He wishes Hobbs Starks and hook on all the best of the future endeavors, but no more team Taz Hobbs gets a squash match. Uh, and yeah, I, uh, Ricky Starks, I believe came out and they did a little bit of a little sparring session. You should have been gone longer. Probably. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a complete, Killer beatdown. Yeah, I mean, still, he could have missed this week. They could have yeah, done this know, next week. Sell, sell the neck a little bit. Um, yeah, you didn't even was... say who Hobbs beat. Sorry, he beat Ren Jones. God, the enhancement talent have names too. Sorry, that's your big Ren Jones fan. Of course, uh, one of the biggest in the business in the history of yes, the business. Yes, yes. Shout out to my homie Powerhouse Hobbs. He looked like a beast. Just walking out there. And you also got the uh, the Cody Vader. Well, not the v- Vader part, but you got the middle entrance. Yeah, so no. Him and, him yeah, and Jade. Cody, yeah. Good for oh, them. I love it. You love to see it. We get uh, the battle of the Attitude Era. We get Christian Cage taking on Matt Hardy. Uh, earlier in the show, Tony Schiavone was trying to interview Christian Cage, but then Jungle Boy, just with no regard for human life, just floored it into the parking garage and... Tried to run over Christian Cage, but by proxy almost killed Tony Schiavone as well. So uh, Junk Boy, not exactly the best baby face in the world. And they're definitely going very heavy on the I'm going to kill you and you're a piece of trash and swearing, swearing, killing, swearing, killing. 
he called him a um a pussycat last week. Yes, he did. Yes, I was I wasn't expecting did. I didn't even know they could say that. I was like, whoa. You get like one non shit swear a show. I mean, like the other things they say are like bitch, you know, like which is I mean, you can say that on that's fine. Like they say that on like daytime TV or whatever. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, Christian beats him. Or sorry, beats Matt Hardy, pronouns pal. And the match. Uh, the match was fine. Uh, then Jungle Boy comes out and tries to kill. Yeah. Everyone tries to kill Christian, but then Christian runs away like a scalded dog and whatever. And bam, Matt's moving around a little better. You love to see it. Telling a story on being the elite that he's paying for his past discretions. So I don't know. We're gonna get like like a complete transformation of Matt Hardy or. It's just like a little side character, little side story that's not going to really have any payoff. But I mean, I would have said the same with the Hangman Young Buck stuff, but now that has popped up on AEW television. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, Ethan Page stands in the middle of the ring, complains about his booking, complains about his merch sales. Uh, not the booking per se, just not being on television, but that also kind of has to do with the booking. But um, then Stokely Hathaway comes out, hands him his card, and then Ethan Page seems to join him. So now it's uh, Lee Moriarty and Ethan Page alongside with Stokely Hathaway, kind of loosely associated with Jade Cargo. We haven't exactly flushed that out quite yet, but uh, Hathaway kind of building a men's roster for him. Yep, yep, yep. He, he needs he needs uh, he needs clientele. I mean. More more big stoke on the on the TV. I am all for it. Uh, we get a dumpster match. I don't even know when's the last dumpster match we've seen outside of WrestleMania 14. Philip, you're the, the historian of the business. How many dumpster matches have there been since WrestleMania 14? Honestly, this is the uh, only one I could think of. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, we got the uh, uh, we got the Vince McMahon bar we've been waiting for. Finally. Finally, gonna make them retire like Vince McMahon. Ooh, the acclaim top. Yeah, they came out there. They beat up the ass boys. He did his uh, he did his rap. He called it the trash boys. And uh, it was entertaining for the most part. It was just a a walk and brawl, tornado cluster, cluster f, cluster fuck. Since we've already cussed, why the hell not? Um. Yeah, the match was fine. Uh, they had a the ass boys had a, a dumpster they, they took out and they left out on the stage. And that's ultimately the dumpster that was used. Uh, they were the ass boys were put into the dumpster. Acclaim shut it. They zip tie it and they win the match. Match was, was OK. It was fine. Crowd was over. Crowd loved the acclaim. So that kind of helped out the match. And then they once again t- tried to do the uh, uh, the New Age Outlaw shtick where they push the ass boys off the stage while they're in the dumpster. They had a little bit of difficulties. They kind of the trash can or the dumpster was kind of angled the wrong way and they couldn't get it over the pyro. And it was, it was very awkward and it didn't wasn't smooth whatsoever. But at the end of the day, they pushed them over. It looked like one of them came out and the dumpster kind of fell back on top of him. It didn't look that great. Hopefully everyone's okay. Hopefully and the, uh, the popcorn had pushed the fall. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, then in your main event, we have Chris Jericho putting up his title shot on the line against Wheeler Utah. 
did very much enjoy the promo earlier in the show with John Moxley kind of saying he doesn't really care who wins, whoever it is. He's going to beat the hell out of him. He's going to win. He's going to be the champion. Bam. So uh, I really like that uh, match between Yuta and Chris Jericho was fun. It was a good match. Uh, you know, Jericho has gone more towards the brawling hardcore style with the Eddie Kingston match. So now kind of reverting back to, uh, you know, stretching and technical wrestling with weirdly Yuta. So I thought it was nice. Moxley comes out and Jericho cuts a promo saying he will bring the Lionheart back next week for the title against John Moxley. You love to see it. The legendary Lionheart is going to beat John Moxley and once again become an Les Champion. Um, we didn't talk about it, but the uh the, the rest of the JAS, you know, the 2.0 guys and Anna J, they did they did a backstage segment. They got to stop with the AEW Galaxy. They have to stop that. They really do. TNA tried the Galaxy thing, and they quickly stopped that once they realized a Galaxy is not bigger than a universe. So you you, you have to stop that. You, you really do. But this is a delusional heel group that's trying to be like WWE. I, I, I get it, but uh, no. It, come up with a different, a different term. I think before you retire the Galaxy, you need to retire Anna Jay's I'm going to choke everybody out gimmick. I think that is just really cringy. I don't like it. It seems super forced. Super cringe. Hey, Rhea's choking out people. Anna's choking out people. People are getting choked out by by beautiful one. Yep. Yep. And the internet loves it. They they do. Yep. 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 Uh Superstar Spotlight. Who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? We still do that. Yeah. I told you it's got to be Bianca Belair. She had a really good match against Becky on SummerSlam, and then she just darted down down the ramp in the gorilla and whatever. And she didn't fall in those heels. Shout out Bianca. She a real one. I did notice when she came back out later in the show, she was wearing some, some sick uh, bread 11. So she, she uh, took the heels off and put some actual sneakers on. Shout out, shout out to the bread 11s. Uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll give it to the EST of the WWE. You'd love to see it. All right, guys, thank you so much. You know where to follow us and all that. Go check out the ref guild interview. Got some other interviews coming up next week that are going to be huge. Huge. They're going to be huge. They're going to be fantastic. And they're going to be major. Thank you guys so much. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone inside. When you turn it on, it's just defining the mind. If you feel it, our opinion is great. When everything we move moving now with the state, turn us on. If the feeling is right, every opinion now comes from the heart. No time we move with a part. We are the radio. Times this has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.